If you're looking for character, space, and mood, the Juliana Deluxe Chorus Vibrato and the Mako D1 Series High Fidelity Echo Machine from Walrus Audio are for you. Today, my guest is Billy Corgan. Welcome, Billy. Good morning. Good afternoon. Well, it is one of those two things, because you're in Chicago (laughs) and I'm in Los Angeles. I am excited to talk to you because I have heard that Fair Warning is your favorite Van Halen album, and it is also my favorite Van Halen album. So I think we're going to be able to get into some details today that... Go deep down the rabbit hole. I love it. You probably know a lot more about the album than I do, but I, I, I love that record. I, that, that's the record that made me a real fan. Well, let's just jump right into it for a second and just tell me why that record appeals to you so much. I always call that record Dark Van Halen. There's something about when Eddie kind of plays darker stuff that I just loved. It, I guess maybe because I, I love that type of playing. I was a fan from the first record on, uh, you know, loved him. They were the sounds of our summer, you know, 78, 79. But when that record came out, it was kind of like the personality behind the band that you knew that was there that occasionally kind of reared its head but it was now it was manifest like dark van halen was it was had taken over you know you occasionally you hear it in a lyric or a riff but this was like like van halen at 4 a.m or something there was just something about it i really love but you mentioned something a second ago that you actually got to sit and play with edward at some point so that's something i'd like to hear about when did that happen, and how, how did that sure. happen? Well, about 97, 98, somewhere around there, big rock star time, I, I contacted a guitar magazine and said I would love to interview Eddie for your magazine. And they were like, but why? They, it was like they were more suspicious than, than I thought they would love the idea. And I said, I really would love to introduce him to a, to a generation of alternative musicians. I mean, he is an alternative musician. In my mind, he is not what he gets categorized at. He's a standalone unique artist who certainly inspired my playing. So they, they set it all up. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things you're only supposed to go over there for an hour or whatever. And I ended up staying for about four and a half hours. Of course, like, you knew him, right? I'm not crazy. I saw photos. Like, yeah, you know, he's a very generous, warm person, in, you know, in, in, in real life. I mean, he was he was a regular guy in many ways. You could just sit and talk to him about whatever. So he's sitting there just smoking a cigarette and just playing away. And, you know, and I'm just like my jaws on the floor watching this guy play from two feet away. And he could play so effortlessly. It was like it almost, I couldn't intellectually process how he could play that well without trying. You know, like sometimes a guitar player, like you see him kind of set their jaw, like here comes the lead. He was like talking, laughing, smoking, and playing the hardest shit I've ever seen in my life. And then he hands me the guitar and goes, let me see you play. So I assumed he wasn't really a fan. You know, I'm, I'm sure he heard a song or two, but he wasn't like, I don't think he was listening to my records, you know? So he wanted to see me play. And I was like, oh my God, every bedroom practicing nightmare, you know, Eddie wants to see me play. So I just kind of just kind of showed him some of the shit I played, which of course, some of the stuff was stuff I ripped off from him. And he kind of laughed and he goes, oh, you can play, cool. And then after that, it was almost like a different discussion because I think coming in, he thought it was just kind of some alternative guy who wanted to talk to him. But when he saw that I was really a fan... 
and I had studied him and that I didn't know how to play because my father was a musician, so I had high standards for my father. Once he saw I was a musician, then we had a different discussion that was more about music and guitar playing and all that stuff. It was one of the one of the greatest afternoons of my life. And that was up at 5150? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is really a great experience that you, you got to have. And, and what you're saying about him really is true is he was a, a really down-to-earth person, generous and fun and funny and really interested in all things music. So it doesn't surprise me that you would have had a great experience with him if you were able to connect on that level. Because when I was 12 years old, that was my same experience. The very first time meeting him, it was just a random thing. I've told the story before where he had come to the house uh, just by randomly calling our house, you know, so this is, (laughs) you know, a totally different kind of experience. But I was able to see him play up close, like what you're talking about. And it made such a big difference because you're seeing somebody that is doing something so naturally to them. But when you see it up close, you can immediately translate that. It becomes like this highway that you see all the places you're supposed to go, where your fingers are supposed to go, what what your right hand picking style should be to make these things work. Whether or not you can do it the same way he does it is a different story. It's yeah. It just becomes, you know, you, you can see it and then you can do it. At least for me, at 12 years old, it was the best thing I could have ever done. It wasn't specifically a guitar lesson, but it was, you know, just seeing it up close. Yeah, it was like it was like watching somebody who's the best at what they do play so well without trying that it was like it was like a re- reverse thing. It was like this is an ability thing, and this person has languaged this into a way that's very succinct, and he's very comfortable. So all your ideas about effort kind of go out the window. In a weird in a weird kind of way it freed me from the idea of like what I created as the guitar hero in my mind. You know the countless hours of shredding, right? Yeah. I realized that the best players play naturally. And some something about that changed me and I realized that's like my best playing is when I just play naturally. And and say it was the same for my father. Did you realize that before that day, or was that kind of a realization that happened during that time you were with Ed? Excuse me for going off topic for a second, but it'll illustrate the point. Sure. One time we were at one of the like a Grammy thing or something. I can't remember, but I was in like the twentieth row, and Pavarotti was singing. And of course, you know Pavarotti. I know who Pavarotti is. He's you know whatever. Pavarotti sang so incredibly, and for whatever reason, where I was positioned twenty rows back. His voice was like coming straight at me, like down a tube, right? He wasn't singing at me. He just was singing where I was sitting. And his voice was louder than the PA because he sang so powerfully. When you see somebody do what is really fucking hard at the highest level, it's both humbling and illuminating. The humbling part is like, wow, I could never do that. And the illuminating part is you see that they're not trying. It's a gift, and they're integrating their gift. And so the real lesson is, well, integrate your gift. Like, don't try to integrate my gift. Because he's, he's, he's not sweating it, and neither should you. And I, I don't want to put thoughts in Eddie's head that he didn't have, but my sense was he didn't want other people to play like him. He wanted them to play like them. And that's why he was a generous musician. You know what I mean? I don't think he was an egoist where he wanted every. He didn't want a whole army of guitar players playing like him. I think he would have thought that was boring. He was actually interested in other people's playing. And 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 how and he wanted to learn from that. You look at his kinship with somebody like Brian May. You know what I mean? It's like, and I've seen it with like my drummer Jimmy Chamberlain. Great musicians 
look at other great musicians differently that you know they're not looking you know they're 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 on an e- even level they want to learn from each other and they want to grow in their own voice it's interesting to me to know that your playing was inspired by Edward Van Halen so i want to talk a little bit about your guitar style and the things that you go for and in a minute we'll start jumping on fair warning but i want to know sure. a little bit more about your own playing the things that edward did that inspired you but i heard you say that your dad was a musician was he a guitar player? Let's hear a little yeah. bit more about how you got into music in general. Yeah, I'll tell you a quick, cool story. My dad was a musician for, for many years and played locally in Chicago. He was a really great guitar player. Like, truly, he just never got it together at, at another level, which was a shame because he, he had the ability. And I remember when um, when I was um, first really getting a guitar and trying to learn the guitar, I, had a, I, I remember sitting, I think I was play, trying to learn um, um, Ain't Talking About Love, and I just couldn't figure out the riff. And my dad respected Eddie's playing, which he hated everybody's playing. So what does that tell you, right? You know what I mean? This is this is like 1980 or something, you know what I mean? For my dad to stop and say, I recognize what you're into as being significant. And not only that, I want to help you. And my dad sat down and learned how to play the riff for me and taught me the riff. And my dad hated everybody's playing. He loved your dad's <laughs> playing, actually, to, 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 to be honest. That's, a, that's how I was introduced to your father. My dad loved your, your father's playing, too. So my dad was, like, super picky about guitar players. So the fact that Eddie was on the good list was, like, oh, cool. Like, he liked something I like because he hated everything else, you know? As far as the playing goes, um, the main thing I would point to is, and this is my own way of expressing it, is Eddie plays, in my language, is Eddie plays very mean. And the only other guitar player that plays mean in my mind is Billy Gibbons. It's the way they dig in to notes. It's a, it's a, it's like in their attack. I got to work once with Tony Iommi in the studio from yeah. Black Sabbath, obviously, and 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 I realized that so much of what I love about the Black Sabbath sound is is is, is Tony's attack, and it's the same thing with Eddie. It's like there's a certain attack. It's like ultra aggressive to me. To me, as a guitar player, when I listen to Eddie, he plays at the highest level of aggression. And he's capable of total grace and beauty, but his core attack, like when you think of like one of those kind of Van Halen songs where he's kind of li- riffing on the low strings, it's so mean the way he plays. But the funny that's, that's part, the way I hear it. But the funny part about that is he's doing it with a smile and a super thin pick. But to me, it just <laughs> sounds like he's just kicking fucking ass. Well, he, and even if he you, is. And even if you listen to somebody like Dimebag Daryl's playing, who is obviously also influenced by Eddie, He's taken that from Eddie, and I feel I took that from Eddie, too, and Billy Gibbons. There's a certain—it's just an attack profile. I, well, I get it. It's the actual sound of the pick hitting the string and the intention behind it. And, and, think, of, and think of other great attacking guitar players like Kerry uh, King of, of, of Slayer or, or, or uh, Hetfield from Metallica. I mean, they have incredible attack, but it's a different type of attack. Yeah. The lineage that I, that I can Eddie's playing to, which is more the Billy Gibbons style of attack— is kind of, kind of comes more from Albert King. And obviously Albert King was a huge influence on Clapton and Eddie always gave praise to Clapton. So maybe there's some connection there in that sort of like almost like a blues-based attack but translated through a Marshall stack or something. It just has a certain meanness to it. Yeah, there is that. And then there's the subtlety of some of the things where you can hear in his playing, which is also similar to Billy Gibbons or Eric Clapton, is in certain blues phrasing, there's a thing that you would do where you would scrape across the strings. It's like a muted scrape until you get to the note that you want. So you hear that pick attack go across the strings Mm. and it's in advance of the note that you're trying to hit. 
And, yeah. you know, that's something that's in Ed's playing and the thin picks that he used, especially in the early days. From what I'm hearing you talk about, you keyed in on that as part of the phrasing and as part of the sound. And I'm assuming that's something that you then were going after in your own playing because that was like a signature thing. I, as much as I'm a fan of his soloing and it's kind of almost unparalleled, I'm just as big a fan of his rhythm playing. His rhythm playing is redonkulous. I mean, <laughs> the way he kind of interphrases on chords and, yeah. you know what I mean? We all know what I'm talking about. It's like that kind of, the way he kind of plays within chords. I took a lot from that. That, that, that. In essence, the guitar never stops moving in his hands. You know what I mean? There's a lot of energy there. It's not like he's just hitting power chords. Because I love heavy metal. But heavy metal, you know, circa 1982 was just guys kind of playing big power chords. Yeah. Eddie had a way of playing like kind of, in in phrases things that like just made the guitar come alive and i i was in my mind it was almost like a form of violence i just i i just <laughs> i heard it as 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 like you said he's a super sweet guy but his playing was ultra aggressive in my mind and i and and i and i do hear a direct lineage to somebody like dimebag daryl i think people like me and dimebag took that aggression and turned it into something that maybe he didn't mean it to be but that's what i heard running with the dweezil is found exclusively at dweezilzappa.com a reward music powered artist site